welcome back to Jake's World, episode 40 of Jake's World, presented by The Nuance Magazine. I'm your host, Jake Sawinski, and today is Thursday, October 22nd. Feels really weird doing a another episode again, but it feels nice. I mean, definitely overdue f- for... Um, getting back on the two times a week train even if it's one time right because I don't really have a ton of faith that I'm going to be able to stick to this but I'm going to damn well try and let's get this show on the road definitely um, a lot to talk about over you know a lot has happened in the last what I recorded two days ago some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about on today's show is kind of developing on the most or the last episode I did, and I kind of wanted to let some more of those details come out. But um, this this show is going to be a little bit of everything, you know, um, a little bit of sports with you know the Big Ten coming back this weekend, and a few talking points there, and some current event stuff, and. Um, The debate is on tonight, the last debate between incumbent President Donald Trump and Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden. I will not be talking about that dumpster fire. I will be watching the other dumpster fire, Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants, the New York football Giants on NFL Network. I have some action on the game tonight. Eagles. No, just kidding. Um, Giants plus five and a half, plus five. They got a winter cover, so we'll see what happens. Um, I might look like a big doofus, but long story short, I will not be talking about the presidential debate because nothing new is going to come out of that anyways. So, those notes (laughs) along those lines. Um, Probably one of the most bizarre stories that I've heard in a really long time. Media, um, what's the, um, media personality, I guess, or, um, what is he? He's a columnist, um, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> oh my God, this guy's a fucking numbskull. Like, okay, there's so much to talk about with this here, but, <laughs> oh my God. Um, CNN has a, a columnist or a personality or host, whatever you want to say, whatever he does. He works with CNN, and uh, he got caught masturbating on a Zoom call. So, um, <laughs> what is this guy in fucking high school? Like, oh my god, okay. Um, I'm trying, I picked up a Fox News piece because... The Fox News coverage of this would definitely be more ridiculous because they're probably the only person who's critical of this guy right now because he's on um he's on a liberal news network instead of a conservative one, so of course they're going to attack him and I find that would be much more funny in this um in this scenario. But uh, okay, let's take the story is pretty straightforward. I guess he had a conference call with his coworkers, right? And um, he was suspended from the New Yorker 
for allegedly masturbating during a Zoom call with his colleagues. Okay, that's definitely bad, right? I mean, you're an adult, you're, you have a family and kids, and you have to say, Hey, honey, I didn't shrink the kids, I shrunk my kids in a Zoom call. <laughs> like, uh, if you didn't get that reference, it was a really bad uh, Bill Murray movie. But, um, okay, let's start from the top. Why? 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 If you are one of those people who get horny at random times, which is probably most of us, let's be fair, right? What the fuck? Why wouldn't you just close your laptop all the way, you fucking boomer? What's wrong with you? The government watches every... I have a Mac, and Apple knows my every move. I'm okay with that, but I don't need to show everyone else my every move. And I guess this was like an instance where he shut the computer and must not have shut it all the way because the camera could still see his micro piece. But, um, like, dude, masturbation 101, privacy, right? Like, keep it on the down low. It's okay that you crank. Just don't let the whole Zoom chat see you. That's the first, that's first of all, like, okay, just, like, shut your computer, you numbskull, nimrod, whatever dummy word you want to use. Second of all, who gets horny at fucking work, right? It's, like, unless you work at a sperm bank or, a, or you're a porn star, like, what the fuck are you doing cranking at work? Don't you have any fucking self-control, you animal? Like, what's wrong with you? Have some discipline, right? You couldn't wait until your lunch break? Or the meeting was over? Now, in his defense, I'm sure the meeting was... It was an instance of the meeting being over and him not disconnecting. But, like... Come on. Like, fuck. What? It's not like you're in... You're... I don't know. You're in junior high or in high school and... Your crush is on the Zoom chat, all, you know, 1,260 pixels of her, and you got horny. Like, you're a grown man. You're married. Just go do it for real. Oh, sorry, honey. I got suspended from my job because I was wanking at work. You fucking winky wanker. What's wrong with you? Oh, it's just so stupid. Now... That's only part of the story that's ridiculous. Like, honestly, that's the least ridiculous part of this entire story. Now, I pulled up a Fox News article because, of course, they're going to be critical of him in the time we live in. It's not necessarily about, you know, the antics of, well, I shouldn't say antics, but it's not really about the incident itself in itself that makes me scratch my head the most because I mean people do this all the time and then they they lose their job or they go away or they um you don't really hear from them again now it's a little different when it's intentional right this was probably an accident I would assume I don't think he is 
a sick puppy, right? I think this was an accident, but it's just very strange who's coming to his defense. Now, I'm going to read some of the article here. Several media outlets are raising eyebrows for offering what appears to be defenses of CNN star Jeffrey Tubin. Nice fucking name, by the way, you tool. Who is taking time off from the network after he was suspended from the New Yorker for allegedly masturbating during a Zoom call with colleagues. Toronto Star columnist Vinay Menon, sorry if I said that wrong, not like you're listening anyways, wrote that Tubin, quote, didn't cover himself in glory or regrettably anything else in that fateful Zoom call, but CNN and his country need him, end quote. Um, what? What? Hang on a second here. You expose yourself intentionally or not in front of other people and you're going to give them a pass for doing so because oh, your his country needs him? No, 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 no. This whole Me Too movement thing started for instances like this. Right? That is... You can't do that. You can't pick and choose. Cancel culture likes to pick and choose. And no, no, no. You can't do that. Sometimes the people you like are actually bad people. And the law... of The laws of cancel culture... Shouldn't work like that. Right? Just because you don't like someone... You cancel them. If you have any opportunity to do so. But... If you align yourselves the same way they do, politically or morally or ethically, whatever word you want to use, you get to give them a pass? No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. That's a big, big double standard that you can't do. Because, like, come on. If it was you or me who did that, we'd never be heard from again. It doesn't matter if you're famous or not. It doesn't matter if you're important or not. Oh, if the President of the United States was Bill Clinton today and that happened in the Oval Office, would you be saying the same thing? I mean, given it's a different circumstance and he didn't, they didn't bring him to impeachment for the, um, what's the word, desecration of the Oval Office? I think a better word would be penetration of the Oval Office. No, you brought him to trial because he lied about it. If it were that same thing today, would you excuse him because you align yourselves as politically left-leaning? It, it's just stupid. Like, when people you like mess up, sometimes you just got to be like, okay, you messed up. You did the, I put quotes on this, crime, you do the time. It's just an easy saying. It's an easy analogy to make. But, like, you can't defend him. If he was if he was the opposite of you, you'd be calling for his head. If Ben Shapiro was thinking about that WAP, you would have canceled him immediately, right? If you don't like him, you'd go after him. But that side likes him, and so he gets a pass. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. Me too, Ben, this guy, because it was an accident. I'm not saying he should, like, fucking lose his job or... Maybe he should. Maybe I should be saying he should lose his job. But, I mean, if the intent was there, it would be one thing. I don't think it was. 
But it's like you can't give him a free pass because you like the guy. It, it just does. It, it shouldn't work that way. And like, it goes. Cancel culture needs to just fucking stop. Like, everybody gets offended by everything, and you can't just pick and choose. Because someone offends you less. I don't know. I, that's just how I feel about it. Like, honestly, I don't fucking care what happens to the guy. He's clearly a fucking tool because who the hell does that? At work, like, just wait 30 minutes for your lunch break or five minutes until your call's done. Like, it's just a ridiculous story. Like, what a fucking animal. Anyways... I didn't mean to get into the politics of it, but it's kind of intertwined with a story like this, especially when he's a political figure, and the whole cancel culture movement in itself is, you know, it's feminist, it's political. I mean, it's it's hard to avoid that, but whatever. That guy's a fucking numbskull, and he'll probably, he'll probably be, will he be fine? I don't fucking know. Whatever, he's a loser. Okay, uh, what's next on my run sheet? Um, oh, let's stay away from the sports for a little bit. Quibby. <laughs> what's a Quibby, said Sophie Turner. Remember those stupid commercials back in March and April when they tried to launch a streaming service in pre-pandemic? Like, I don't know, a day before it happened? Um, yeah, I don't know how that was going to work. I mean, it... The whole mobile concept of it was nice. You could just watch content on your phone. But, I don't know. I think they, like, spent, like, a shitload of money. I want to say it was, like, $19 million or something stupid, money-wise. And then they end up going under, like, I mean, the streaming service, like, the streaming industry is so competitive right now. Right. Um, you see, um, Netflix. Netflix is a, you know, a huge company. Their stock shares trading around five hundred dollars. They've got hundreds of billions in market cap, right? And it's the first streaming service who was really innovative, right? I mean, remember when you got Netflix and you had to? It was almost like Redbox. Like you'd pick up the DVD and return it. That's fucking weird. And then they go, you know, strictly online. That changes, right? Um, Hulu's big in this space. Um, HBO's huge in this space with the new HBO Max. Um, Amazon has their own streaming service. I don't like that one as much because it's really clunky, like the app itself. and I don't like it very much. But, um... NBC starting their news. They started their new streaming service, Peacock. Um, Disney Plus. They rolled out one. I think even Apple. Apple TV. I think they have one too. It's like, it's so competitive in this space, right? And it makes it even more competitive when um, purchasing the rights for some of these TV shows aren't fiscally feasible or responsible right um the platforms that carry friends and seinfeld and um parks and rec 
The Office. Older sitcoms, Cheers, Frasier. Um, shows like that, right, that were network ran back in the day. Like Even the adult cartoons like The Simpsons, Family Guy, um, American Dad. Shows like that, it costs money for these streaming services to actually, you know, purchase the rights, the licensing, things like that. You got to pay the actors residual checks based on, you know, you people who watch the show the advertising laced in um like hulu and um i don't think hbo has ads but um some of these the streaming tv they have ads right and that costs money and making original content is challenging right um netflix has probably the best selection of original content um, I mean, shows I like that are Netflix originals. Um, I love Peaky Blinders. Um, what else is on there? Um, I'm like having a brain fart here. But they did all they they did a ton of you know series of their own that hit, but a lot of them missed too. And you have to be good in the original content. The writing space in order to be successful. HBO's at a huge advantage because they're a network as well, and it's a premium net. It's a previous. Uh, speak, Jake, dummy. It's a premium network where you always had to pay for their content, but their shows are original, right? Game of Thrones, Sopranos, The Wire, the three best shows of all time. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, all their documentaries like Band of Brothers, Pacific, Chernobyl, all that stuff is produced by HBO and they feature it on their streaming service. All these other companies have to catch, they have to, they have to make it inviting, like Narcos, there's another Netflix one. Um, they have to make it attractive to people to watch, otherwise they're not going to watch. And the thing is, especially with quarantine, you really saw this, people's minds are so... They're so easily distracted, right? You have to entertain them, especially when they have all this shit they can watch right in front of them. It's all at their fingertips. Like, the choice isn't hard. Like, if you don't like it, you're just not going to watch it. You're going to find something else because something else is easily available. And you decide to take this new idea and watch it flop. Quibi focused on shows in five to ten minute chapters. Formatted to fit a smartphone screen has been plagued with problems since its April debut, facing lower-than-expected viewership in a lawsuit from a well-capitalized foe. Hmm. Well, that worked out just as well as you thought it could be. Of course, I click a Wall Street Journal link that I can't even read the entirety of because I am not a subscriber to the Wall Street Journal. Um, they raised $2 billion um, before their launch in April. And, I mean, they had a lot of big names trying to do this, like in, you know, the marketing, spreading the love around, right? And, um, yeah, that didn't really work. And it goes to show, like, this is an opinion piece I'm reading, but, one, nearly all the Quibi shows were terrible. Well, yeah, most shows are terrible, original content-wise, because writing's so different. And, like, our culture, our kind of tying it back to cancer cult, cancel culture like 
especially with comedy, it's so different now. Like, you can't say and do the things you would on television 20, 30 years ago. Our sense of humor is very different. You can't say certain things or make certain jokes. It's just the way it is. And you really have to be talented and good at writing and got to be funny. That's just how it has to be. Um, daily lives change. Could be failed to invest in the power of memes. That's a stupid one. Memes are dumb. Memes go away because people meme people to death. Quibi's price was too high. Five bucks a month for garbage bin entertainment for eight months, eight a month without ads was nonsensical. Does anyone outside of media Twitter know about Quibi? Yeah, they saw those stupid what's a Quibi ads problem at the very top. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, this article's dumb. But, um, yeah. If you don't have a good product, it's just not going to work. So, what's a Quibi? I'm glad I never have to hear that again. Yeesh. Okay. Let's get to some sports. College football is finally going to be complete. I don't I don't really concern myself with the Pac-12 teams because none of them have really been like very, very good in a long time. Oregon's the best team out west. Washington, they're pretty good too. Washington State, they're pretenders. Um who else we got out there? Um, USC. They haven't been good. In, they haven't been very good in a long, long time. Right, ten years. Um, Cal um, or UCLA, whatever you want to say. They haven't been good in a while. Arizona football. Come on. Utah was ranked in the top ten last year, but I think they were pretenders. Pac-12 is a little irrelevant to me, just because like it's so unpredictable. Kind of the same way the Big 12 is, except at least that's competitive football, I guess. But, whatever. Big Ten's back, baby. Big fucking Ten is back. Now, I don't... I wanted to talk about it a little bit more on last show, but it did get a little long-winded, so I decided to push this talking point to a different date. I don't like the looks of college football right now. And I know it's hard because we're in the midst of a pandemic. And, um... You have three-fifths of the Power 5 playing pool available, right? But it's not... I don't like seeing... Um, fuck, who was ranked? Texas A&M ranked in the top ten at one point. I don't like seeing... Um, Texas ranked. I don't like seeing Tennessee ranked. Or Kentucky ranked. Or North Carolina ranked in the top ten. Like, three of those... Or how many teams did I name? They're like five, six, whatever. Those are all fringe teams, at best. Texas A&M was like fourth. I just... And and like, anyone who watches college football whatsoever knows that they're frauds, right? They're, They're not good. I mean, Oklahoma's a fraud to me. They make the college football playoff every year because they have a competitive offense. They give up a boatload of points, and it shows when they play their first game. The Big 12 is never going to have a contender until they finally strap it up and play defense. Like It's just not going to happen. Oklahoma, you can score 60 points a game, but if you give up 65 based on your defense, you're going to lose. I mean, 
they give up 40 points to teams like Baylor and TCU and Kentucky State and Iowa State. Like, they're not great football teams. Oklahoma's the best in the Big Ten, or Big 12, excuse me, every year because they just outscore everybody to death. And it shows when you play LSU in the first round, or the first round of the college football playoff, and you get smoked. And it's just, it's just so apparent. Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and I'd say like Minnesota. Look out for them. It's nice to have the Big Ten back because there are some good schools in the Big Ten. I think this is Wisconsin's best chance to make the college football playoff. I mean, there's kind of asterisks on it because they haven't had the full season. The SEC is going to be rewarded a little bit. The ACC and the Big 12 are going to be rewarded a little bit because of, um, you know, the extra four or five games. But it was nice to see some of those Big 10 teams sprinkled into the top 25 ranking despite not playing yet. And that's like the AP writers or the committee, whatever you want to say, being realistic and saying, hey, Wisconsin hasn't played a game yet but they are probably the 14th best team in the country right now. I'm cool with that. Wisconsin, Illinois, it's a Paul Chris revenge game. Badgers got fucking dummied in Champaign last year. I think they play in Champaign. I hope they play in Champaign. Went down there, Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith beat that ass. Got Wisconsin, 19 and a half. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. We're at Camp Randall. And I'm not sure if there's fans going to be allowed there. I doubt it. But if they, the Badgers should be pissed about that last year. And I think they're going to be. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's definitely going to be It's going to be nice seeing the Big Ten back in the mix. So, um, can stay on the college football thing. Um, the little take I had about Trevor Lawrence was actually, that might come to fruition. Um, it was really sad because I kind of glossed over it on Monday night, no, Tuesday night when I recorded it, and then the next day, Roddy White tweeted basically what I did. I should have tweeted that, and I got called stupid by everyone, all my friends, and then um, a famous athlete comes out and says, hey, this might happen, and yes, it's still a hot take, but at least I have a little bit of credibility now. I would not want to play for the New York Jets because, I mean, as an athlete, you have competitive instincts, right? I'm good enough to help that team get much better, except no one's good enough to help that team get better. The Jets are terrible. They're one of the worst-ran teams in sports. It, it, it's not going to happen. Trevor Lawrence might want to play another year at Clemson and see where his stock's at next year, right? I mean, he's still going to be the top pick, even if he goes this year. That's not a question. It's just you, you know, maybe the Jets figure things out. Maybe they fire Adam Gase and they go in a different direction coaching. And then, I don't know, maybe the Giant, maybe somebody else is the worst team in football and he gets a different opportunity elsewhere where the culture's a little better or... They have a complete team. I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I would be surprised if it happens, but, I mean, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. 
LSU facing sanctions for um, their little OBJ incident last year. Um, OBJ was on, he was filmed handing out money to some of the LSU players after college football championship game in January of 2020. Um, that raises a little bit of a red flag, right? Like, that's probably illegal compensation. Even if all of those guys are seniors, it's just not a good look for the program. They banned him two years from LSU sporting events. I think from campus, too. Like, I don't think he can do anything with the school because he went to LSU. Um, there are some other recruiting violations going on with their basketball program and their football program, I believe. So they, like, rescinded eight scholarship opportunities this year. I think those sanctions were self-imposed, too. And, I mean, LSU might have kind of been, like, that was their window, you know, with Joe Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and all those other guys. Like, they're still going to be atop the, the SEC West. I think they're in the West. It would be weird if they were in the East, but sometimes conferences don't make sense. But um, I'd be we might have saw the one opportunity that they're on a national stage like that because, I mean, especially, like, Coach O's been there for a few years now. It takes a few years to get your recruiting up to where it needs to be. Like the best programs in the country right now are the best programs in the country because they have fantastic coaches, great culture, and like consistency with their personnel. Their coaches don't change. Like Nick Saban is a brilliant coach, and he's almost a bad example, but he's been there for like 20 years. 30 years. It, it feels like that long. I think it's been like 15, 20 years. Dabo Swinney's been at Clemson for quite a while. Um, I mean, Kirby Smart's been at Georgia a few years now. He's starting to get really, really good recruits every single year. Same thing with Urban Meyer when he was at Florida and Ohio State. Like, they're great coaches, yeah, but when you have the consistency in your program, like, it only helps. And you need to maintain that winning culture for years in order for like the residual benefits to pay off and that might hurt LSU I think I mean Coach O's only been there four or five years and now it's like after you win that school looks really appealing he's a good coach um, if no one wants to go play for a losing school unless they don't have any options right but most of the guys that you watch on TV on Saturdays have options to play wherever the hell they want they want to go win why would you want to go lose no one wants to lose no matter what you do so that might be a little hiccup because I mean they don't even look very good this year they look really bad defensively so I mean you lose the Mizzou that's not good so um then we can wrap up the show I mean two more little snip uh two little things here um first of all uh Jeff Bridges was diagnosed with uh, cancer, and he said he's going to kick its ass, and I fucking hope he does. I love Jeff Bridges, man. Um, I remember when I went on a Spanish trip to Mexico. It was the only time I've ever been on a commercial airline, and it's the only time I've left the country. Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski made me want to try a white Russian. They're really fucking good. The dude, the bides. I'm the dude. If you've never seen Big Lebowski... You gotta watch it. It's a great flick. 
And I love Jeff Bridges, man. He's just cool. And I mean, and it's probably just a residual effect from that movie, but like, he's fucking cool, man. So, kick his ass, kick cancer's ass. Uh, Jeff Bridges, he got that thing. Then, (laughs) hang on, I'm not sure if it's out yet or if it's going to be out soon, but um, if you want any brain cells after leaving or finishing this show, I would turn it off now, but um, just give me one more second. Okay, confirm. Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the release of Borat 2. Now, Borat is a ridiculous premise, right? If you've never seen Borat, I'm not going to explain what it's about. But it's fucking funny. This, the original movie was made like 15 years ago. I think it came out like 2004, so 16 years ago. They made a sequel, and it's hysterical based on the trailer. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot wait to watch this movie. I think it's available to, like stream too, so if like I think I, I gotta watch it. <laughs> oh my god. Just thinking about it. Oh man. <laughs> Fucking Borat. <laughs> Michael Bennis, I have brought girl for you. <laughs> uh, Fourteen years ago, I made movie film that brought great shame to Kazakhstan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot fucking wait to watch this show, that movie. Oh, God, this is going to fall off the rails. Okay, guys, I had fun doing this show today. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, at JakeSawinski8, at J-A-K-E-S-A-W-I-N-S-K-I-8. Um... Had a really funny review. Thank you, Mr. Purcell. Very funny. Um, Be like Ryan. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. And please, if you haven't listened to the previous 39 episodes, give those a try, right? Um, See if it's for you. And then talk about it. If if it's something you're into, tell a friend. Tell your family. Um, I'm trying to get this thing going. Trying to get it off off the ground, so... That just about does it. Felt nice to do get a twofer in for once. But um yeah. Have a great weekend guys. Be safe. I mean COVID's getting kinda nasty again, so be smart. And um Halloween's cancelled, by the way. Don't go out don't be that fucking loser tool who has a fucking Halloween party. Like not I mean Adult parties are way different. I mean, like, a a loser that, you know, has a house party if you're 21 years old and has 40 people over and you're all dressed up and then you all, you're on top of each other and then you end up fucking hooking up with a guy dressed up in a virus costume. Don't be that fucking loser. All right, that's enough of that. Oh, one more thing. Well, officer, only man and bear are allowed inside car. Okay, I'm done, I promise. Have a good weekend, guys. Peace. Because it's not clear.